Welcome to the Next Level Brands Podcast, where we share stories about the food and CPG world with experts in the trenches about how to build a successful brand today. Now, your host, G. Stephen Clear. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us here at another Next Level Brands Podcast. We're always grateful for the feedback and comments that we get from our CPG community out there. If you have an idea for a show, guest, or topic, please feel free to reach out to me, Steve Clear, at steve at nextlevelbrands.com. That's next with two X's, brands.com. If you're enjoying the show also, please follow us, take a minute to subscribe, and of course, refer us to your friends. The more, the merrier. Well, we noted in the mailing that today's show was going to be important, and we mean it. Whether you are a new-to-market product or a mid-tier veteran competing brand, our show today has the potential to change your entire game plan. Why? Well, because my guest is Andrew Kreisis, the head of product for small and medium-sized businesses globally at Nielsen IQ. Now, I'm pretty sure all of you are familiar with Nielsen, the gatherer of syndicated data on everything from what you watch on TV to almost every item you purchase at almost every major store outlet in America. CPG data runs on Nielsen or IRI. It's a very small exclusive club, and neither company has really offered products or services aimed toward SMBs until now. But let's not forget our guest. Andrew was recently the chief product officer during the creation and launch of a new best-in-class CPG platform called Bizer, which is going to be our main topic today. That's Bizer, B-Y-Z-Z-E-R. Write it down, kids. His track record of success includes global operations and product development. He is an expert not only in crafting data-driven business solutions, but also in embedding analytics in all aspects of Nielsen IQ products. He is also apparently very good with getting Nielsen senior management to see how a product aimed at emerging CPG brands might bring them future big business clients. I have no idea how he's going to follow up this intro, but welcome to the program, Andrew. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Steve. Quite the intro, but uh, really excited to be here and chat with you. So um, I, I think one of the things that, um, you know, first of all, we, you know, I, I did mention Nielsen, you know, pretty much everybody that's in CPG uh, in around the industry has heard of Nielsen. They may not have seen a Nielsen report or, or any of those things, but let's, Let's talk a little bit about, uh, first of all, what Nielsen is and how it gets its data. Yeah, no, great, great point to start on. Um, so I think the best way to give just kind of a basic understanding and foundation, think of Nielsen as a um, information services company that focuses on retail measurement, um, both in-store and online um, via a few different methods. And we also look at shopper analysis um, and tons of analytics on top of that. But the basis of uh, our retail measurement services uh, is think of that as every time you go to a grocery store, uh, CVS of the world, you know, drug stores, convenience stores, et cetera, Nielsen is aggregating all of the sales, all of the information that's going through the register um, to give a complete view into the U.S. market um, so that we can understand what's being sold, what brands are growing, what brands are not growing, what's the market share. Um, so the essence of kind of the pet competitive landscape, um, all of that comes through that broad read of, of what's happening in retail, specifically in CPG. We also couple that with um, what's going on online. And so we do that through um, some recent you know, acquisitions of a company called Rakuten. Uh, some, if you're familiar with those panels that give us some really good and rich insights into what's happening uh, both online as well as offline. So all of that, when you think about that from a brand standpoint, allows you to have visibility. It gives independent transparency to the marketplace. You know how you're performing, you're able to know how your competitors are performing, and you're able to get insights and recommendations on what to do to improve, um, whether it's something with your distribution, 
uh, something with your pricing promotion, a number of different avenues that um, we basically enable, um, enable the marketplace with. So that's the essence of kind of Nielsen, this world of uh, CPG measurement um, and analytics that go with it. And, and having worked in, in my agency for years, um, 20 years, over 20 years, with Nielsen data and IRI data and syndicated data in general. Um, so this was, has been for a long time, um, a couple of things. One is a, a necessary, a gotta have tool that basically was not necessarily affordable for a lot of smaller yep. companies or actionable, but a lot of the stuff just wasn't right there. So you were trying to turn a massive amount of just imagine purchase data for a product for a year period. You know, it's like it's millions and millions of transactions and capturing all that. But that gives everybody the picture of what is happening. And as you mentioned, you know, trends or are you in distribution? Are you not in distribution? Were you on display? Are you not in display? All of those things, which are very, very important. And I think a lot of smaller brands or emerging brands look at that and go, boy, someday I would love to be able to do something other than decipher the reports I'm getting back from my distributor. Mm -hmm. So um, how, how then did you guys or where in this, in, in, in the development of the different products that Nielsen offers, yeah. uh, did you guys come up with doing this and doing it in IQ? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, you're spot on, right? And, and I can say that from having uh, been with Nielsen for some time, but taking a broader view right across the marketplace, a lot of the products have been built top down, meaning solutions, platforms have been brought to the market for the large players. And those are players that have teams of analysts, right? Data scientists and people that can comb massive amounts of data. They have entire functions around uh, insights and improving their business. And for that small, you know, for those who are part of a startup or a small business or even a medium business, right? You simply don't have the means to have that type of resourcing. Um, and just like you said, there hasn't been a capability or solution to really democratize access to this data and kind of create an equal, you know, level, you know, competitive playing field. Um, and so that's where as a Nielsen IQ company, we decided we need to do something different. It can't just be taking our you know, big, really powerful solutions, but then just scaling them down. We need to create something from the ground up that's gonna really work from day one for startups and medium-sized businesses. And so that was the genesis of uh, creating a platform called Bizer. Um, and, and so that focus was, how do we create something that is intuitive, is entirely you know, self-serve with some enabled support when you need it, um, meaning you don't need your hand to be held. You don't need someone to coach you for two weeks on how to use the tool, right? Like it should be as easy as using your phone. We wanted to really create that type of platform and experience, but also lean into the quality and the type of insights that we're going to be giving these, these small and medium-sized businesses. So that meant we wanted to have not just access to data, because like you said, like that's one thing, but then once you have data, you need to do something with it and to, to actually get some value from it. Um, so we wanted to have reporting. We wanted to have proactive alerts that are keeping you ahead of what's going on with competition or keeping you ahead of what's taking place in store um, to really just simplify and reduce the amount of time that you need to spend to understand, again, what's happening in your market and what you can do to improve it. Um, so that's where we went down this path. This was uh, We started working on this in 2020. So right during the pandemic, um, <laughs> we started a, a whole team around it. So I, did, I didn't meet this team you know, as we were you know, heads down developing we were virtual for about you know several months, six months before kind of launching. 
but obviously you can get a lot done and virtually we've all learned that. Um, so we went live with this in January and we've continued to iterate really fast. So just learning from a lot of these small companies, medium-sized brands about the ways that they want to analyze data, the ways that we can make it easier for them, and also just how to give them some quick you know, insights on the go before say a retailer meeting. And so we continued to iterate with our platform and it's gotten some really positive traction and feedback from, from that market base. So, Andrew, in terms of that, with your um, initial group of people who started working with it and, and you know, medium brands, smaller brands, what, what were they looking for? Or what, was, what were the topics or what was the data or analysis that they really felt they wanted to have that they didn't have any other way? Yeah, I think what's been interesting is um, kind, of, kind of the needs of some of these smaller brands that we've worked with are, are very similar in outcome to what our you know, major clients, like the global <laughs> nationals are, right? It's, it's yep. want to understand how can I improve my store position, increase shelf space? How can I gain entry into X, Y, and Z retailer, right? How do I tell my story to investors? Um, how do I pitch it into retail? Um, you know, what's the right pricing approach? I, you know, I'm launching a new innovation. Um, what, where should it be? Am I, am I set up correctly in my pricing structure? So I think the questions, I think what was interesting as we've gone you know, deeper in this segment is questions and outcomes are very similar in what, what they want, but it's how these companies want to engage um, is very different, right? Going back to the, you don't have a team of data scientists and you don't have all the budget in the world, right? How do you scale this down? And so I think that's where one thing we've really differentiated with ourselves is creating a proactive alerts. So the idea is you shouldn't have to spend you know eight hours a day or whatever it is with an analyst you know pulling reports, pulling reports, and putting together uh, dashboards and charts. You should have an insight that is sent to you directly and on you know automated with contextual information that says, hey, this is what's going on with your pricing. This is what's going on with your competitors, and this is going to feed into your strategy. Or this is what's taking place in your distribution. Everything's okay. You're you know on track, or no? Actually, there's something here that's of concern, and then from there dive in. Um, but I think general terms, people are most interested in understanding their performance first and foremost. So it's understanding how my you know my brands, my uh, products are performing across a number of different uh, retailers, um, and then from there understanding the competition, the landscape across the categories. Um, so how are you doing relative to others? You know market share, all those components, and then going deeper into okay. Now, what should I do about it, right? Like, are my price or promotional activities, can I optimize those? The other thing that um, has been really cool to see clients begin to grasp is when we came to market with Pfizer, again, we didn't just want this to be, um, here's a data download you know, in Excel. We wanted it to be so much more than that with lots of visualizations and again, alerts and proactive nature. We also wanted to enable this market with what we call our household panel, our, our, our shopper panel, which Again, historically, that type of data is only accessible to those with significant budgets. Um, and so every subscription within our Visor platform uh, includes elements of household uh, shopper analysis. So for small brands, that can give you insight to some of the information you know, from a total category standpoint, what's taking place, who are the buyers, what are some of the demographics about them. And then depending on if you have enough data, it can also give you information about your brand. You know, what's the loyalty with my brand? What's the loyalty to the category? Um, so you can do some really powerful insights that um, also help you tell your story. And, and uh, we had a, a great company we work with 
um, who found out had no idea that they actually had some of the highest loyalty uh, for their brand because they just never had access to the data. So immediately, I think that went on all their investor decks, went on all their decks to retailers, right? So, so just getting access to that is a game changer. Um, and, that, and that's the thing where, you know, price points in the past, you could be paying several hundred thousand dollars, right, for, for databases. With the way we've structured Visor being cloud-based, all digitally native, and we do it with metered runs. So that way you're metered in your, in your access, but as a result, you get a price point that's very reasonable. You know, a couple hundred dollars, a couple thousand dollars a month versus, you know, hundreds and, and, and beyond um, that would be unacceptable. Yeah. And that's, it's one of those things, Andrew, learning more about Visor that um, I, I thought you guys had really thought out well, which is this idea of metering, you know, measured and metering um, so that I, I'm not, if I don't require or, or I can't action, let's say a whole, you know, suite of things, um, I can get the basics and things that I need at a pretty affordable yeah. price. I mean, it's, I, I would, um, in full transparency here, I'm not a Nielsen affiliate. I'm receiving no compensation um, for this, but I've worked with the data for 25, almost 30 years. And you need to do this, folks. If you're in CPG, you just need to do this. That's all. Do it. Call me. We'll talk to you about how you, you know, execute and stuff. But this is very serious stuff that is available to you that was heretofore not available to companies of this size. And the information is extremely valuable. Andrew, your last, uh, your last example of loyalty. Wow. Just to be able to put that in front of a buyer, if you are pitching a buyer, let's say for new distribution is incredible, right? Just, it, it's just, it's right there. You know, you can get it done. So real quick, it, it, it let us know, uh, well, we'll do it again before the end of the show, but let us know where can people go to get more information on Visor? Yeah, for sure. Um, so go to Visor, B-Y-Z-Z-E-R.com. Um, that'll take you to kind of the overall site and kind of, you know, so there's a mentioning, we've got a number of different subscriptions. Think about it is, is we've tried to create, you know, a package and a structure that works, whether you're a company that's, we work with some that are single, you know, just a, just a founder, right? Just, just the CEO, right? You're yeah, one person, yeah. one man band, and you're, you know, outsourced everything else. And you're trying to make, make the company work and you're maybe only generating a couple hundred thousand a year, right? So we've, we've got, we want to help companies like that grow. We've got packages that will work with you. And then if you know, you're all the way up that curve and you're doing several million, like we've got packages that will meet that need. But then I think also what you'll see is there's different solutions. So whether you want something that's ongoing, you know, engagement, or you want something that's like, hey, I just need help for a little bit, or want to you know, get some insight ahead of a retailer meeting, um, we've got those capabilities, you know, built into into the platform. And a lot of folks who are who are out there dealing with, you know, they may may be doing some regional forays, or they may have gotten some, um, you know, let, let's say a, a distribution outside of their regional territory. Um, normally, a distributor is handling a lot of what's going on with that, and you know, you as a founder, you as the even the sales manager may not know exactly on a day to day basis kind of what's happening in, in that market. And this, you know, or with, or with that retailer, and this allows you to basically keep track of that and understand, you know, oh my goodness, you know, uh, we're, we're, we're priced really high in Denver. Why is that? You know, right? That kind of thing. There's, there's all those little innuations. The other part is, um, is promotions because um, promotional monies is one of the biggest steps for folks who are taking, who are growing within retail, right? It's something that not everybody understands and they sign up for it. And it's like, oh, I'm going to do, you know, four TPRs a year and, you know, whatever, but they don't really get what effect, if any, that's going to have on their category, their sales. And this is another way that you can look at, 
you know, you can run some sales, but you more importantly can look at the effect of the sales and you can, again, that data helps you to make those decisions down the road, which is really, you know, really important. Yeah. So um, it, what, what other kinds of, um, so if I'm looking and let's say, you know, again, I'm in maybe, you know, a little less than a million a year or whatever in, in revenue, what other kind of things can I find on, on the platform? Yeah, they're a good question. Um, so I mentioned some of the alerts, right? So I think that that's a key piece. Think of that as like, like you know, your little analyst in your pocket is going to keep you ahead of what's going on in the marketplace. Um, and then the other areas that you know we see clients in that range get a lot of value from um, is diving into um, some of our year-over-year trends and looking at some of the different metrics around performance. Um, so looking at what's changing in their business, looking across all the different key accounts. So again, another game changer that we had in the industry wanted to really simplify the model for, you say, a million dollar you know, company or brand. Um, traditionally, every single thing that you bought incrementally was kind of metered, right? Um, every individual retailer would be you know, more cost to you, more cost to you that you had to get, get access to. Yep. With Pfizer, it's, it's an open model, meaning you're going to get access to all of the regions, all the regional views, all the state line views, all of the US channels and all the um, retailers that we have access to. So for brands that are coming in new to this, um, one, again, that was something they probably could never get or they could only get a sliver of it. So being able to go into some of our reports, whether it's a brand ranking report and see how they compare to competition, um, item level data, or doing a waterfall analysis, you know, business drivers waterfall analysis, being able to do that from a kind of a macro view across their company, look at performance, and then also go micro down to a specific, you know, retail banner. Um, that's, I think, been a huge, huge value add. The and, other, yeah, go ahead. And, and, and category analysis or, you know, category information, Andrew, as well? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep, for sure. So great, um, you know, reports and capabilities on category uh, market share, you know, category analysis, market share, trends. Um, so the other key piece of visor here is it's all built on uh, our Nielsen IQ weekly data. So you're kind of getting like the freshest data in the industry, <laughs> which again, typically you get maybe things monthly, quarterly, maybe if annually, you know, my wife used to work for a startup and they were happy if they could get, you know, a, a Nielsen report once a year. Um, right. Those days are over, right? Like, so you can really see in real time, how are your sales doing, you know, during the holidays, right? If I can look back, you know, 10 days and start to see um, what was happening 10 days prior. Like that's huge insight. Every week I can see that updating. Um, I can better understand what's taking place, what my competitors are doing. So yeah, those are, I think, two aspects of the platform that are definitely um, adding some value. And from a, from a user standpoint, user-friendly standpoint or whatever, I, I can hear some, you know, just now people just thinking, oh man, I, I'm, not, I'm not an analyst. I, you know, yeah, what, yeah. what I do is whatever. So because we don't have the the visual references to use, but tell us a little bit about sure. you know, what it looks like and and how easy it is to use. Yeah. Um, so so one of the great things about how we went about this was very much um, creating the platform with clients side by side, right? So we had early engagements with startups, all the way to mid-sized companies, kind of develop the user experience. So from going on to you know Biser.com, you can sign up and we do have what we call a free access, a free subscription. That I think is, again, you're going to hear me say this again, but industry first, right? Industry first, having access to um, some of the data to get a feel for how to take advantage of the rest of the platform. And do you even want to sign up for something paid? 
just like, you know, when you get an app on your cell phone, you know, oftentimes it's kind of a free and you kind of tease it out a little bit and then say, hey, yeah, this is, this right. is actually cool. I want to I I actually subscribe to it for the year. Exact same thing with Pfizer. You get three free reports. You get a free uh, alert ongoing every week. And so you get to just jump right in. Um, now, as far as the user experience, oh, that would be my dog. Oh, you dropped something. Yeah, that, that's, that's the dog dropping her, her own ball. Um, <laughs> as far as the user experience, it's very much guided. So unlike a lot of platforms in the industry where you come in and think of them as like a big kind of scary BI portal where you're like, oh man, I don't know how to pull this data and do all this. And you've got 30 different options, you know, on your screen. Um, it is step-by-step, step, literally like step one, select X, Y, and Z, step two, step three, and in seven clicks or less, you can start getting insights, right? Whether that's on pricing promotion, whether it's a brand rank. Um, so I think that's been, that's eased the curve because I totally agree in the past, it is daunting to just even if you get data, how do you take advantage of it? This is so much more than just data. And then the other thing that we've done is we launched a product called um, Nielsen IQ Brand Score. And the concept here was we wanted to just demystify this whole world of um, you know, CPG analytics and, and, and recommendations and all of the modeling that happens behind the scenes to help give you some insights. And so we wanted to measure performance and give you know, recommendations to some of these clients and so we came up with this method um, that has a simple grading, you know, rubric. It's kind of right. like you get an A through F, right? It's going to tell you, hey, are you good or bad on, on your performance across promotion, pricing, your distribution assortment? Um, and if you have any new products, how are those performing? You know, give me an A through F. And it's a 600-point right. scale. So think about, you know, your credit score, right, is out of 850. Everyone knows green, yellow, red, right? You want to be higher on, on the 850 scale. And so we've got this Nielsen IQ brand score that's out of 600 points. Makes it really simple. You know, how are you doing across these measures? You know, it's big, bright, colorful visually. And then from there, you can understand, well, well, where are my areas of focus? Where should I be improving relative to my competition? And so it's got all of this math behind the scenes. And there's like 500 billion data points that get processed every week to generate this model. Yep. But on the front end for you, super simple. It highlights, hey, I've got a you know heat map over here. This is an area I need to focus on. These are specific retailers I should dive into from an account standpoint or assortment. And it kind of takes you down a journey, guides you all the way to, okay, these are the specific recommendations that Nielsen um, has for you at a item level um, within a specific retailer. And this is the action you should take. This is the price you should change your product to based on our modeled analysis. And this is the outcome um, or the promotional change you should make. And this is the dollar outcome of that change. So it can literally go end to end and qualify and quantify what actions you should take without, you know, you having to sweat any, you know, bullets or, um, you know, crunch out a bunch of numbers in an Excel table. So I think we've really tried to go for that, um, both provide power and insight so you can get actions, but do it in a way that visually is simple. Um, and doesn't force you into a bunch of number tables and all that kind of stuff. I I know people out there again are you know can be thinking you know wait this is too complicated it's too expensive it's too whatever else but let's just say you're a brand out there and you have a small team so you may have a a, a salesperson or you're dealing with independent sales reps and distributors and and maybe a broker right um, to be able to have this information to be able to go in and look at specific things that you need to do. And then go sit down with your broker and have that conversation is a very different thing 
than not having that information at your fingertips, right? And 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 trying to, you know, not and not to say that the broker is just going to put you off or the distributor is going to give you an excuse, but we all know how the industry works. And if I know what's really going on in a particular market, in a particular or with a particular retailer or set of retailers, the ability to talk to my account rep or to my, you know, sales rep or whatever in SoCal or wherever it is, uh, it's a totally different conversation. And your ability to be able to build your brand is significantly, significantly different. I mean, just having the information, information is power, right? I mean, that's what we, that's what we say. Yeah, we um, had a good, um, just to add on that, we had a, a good recent experience. I was talking with a, a client just last week, uh, a smaller company um, makes sauces, you know, kind of like meat sauces and different and sauces, um, but I won't give, give away their name. And uh, we got them into, into platforms, started working with them. And they went back, they were having conversations with some distributors, they were getting placement into uh, Publix and, and CVS and uh, came back all of a sudden with a lot of the insights and, and recommendations from Nielsen about their positioning in the category, who some of the bottom performers were in the retailer and, and why they should be you know, on shelf and all of that. And we got this fantastic uh, email back from the client saying, oh my God, I just had the best meeting ever um, with these two retailers. Uh, the feedback from their buyer was, you know, from the retailer was, I have never seen a company like you with this amount of insight. Like they were just so impressed. They said, there's even large companies that don't come this prepared. And, you know, it only took her like a little bit of time, right, um, to do it. And so I just want to share that message as like, it, you know, it is real and it is, a, I think, a game changer. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and having been in many, many of those meetings. So, and, and if I, one of the things Andrew's referring to here, I just, and I, I want to highlight a little bit is when you go in to do a presentation for a new distribution with a retailer, you understand the stores don't get any bigger. The section <laughs> that you're in does not grow. It's four foot, eight foot, 16 foot, that's it. You can only put so many boxes, bottles, can, you know, whatever on in a space. So, in order for you to get your four new wonderful SKUs, on the shelf, that means that some other four guys, four SKUs are going to leave the shelf. And so the ranking Andrew's referring to is where you look at the top performers in the category. And for most categories, we'll just we'll take barbecue sauce again. Barbecue sauce as an example is, you know, it's it's Hunts, it's Casey Masterpiece, it's all those are we all know about that. But what we're talking about is in on the top shelves where you have more independent and emerging brands and those that are serviced by distributors and stuff, that's tough space, very tough space. You're not going to get space from Casey Masterpiece. I, I worked with them. I can already tell you that. Not going to happen. But somewhere in there, there is somebody who came in with a maybe super hot Chipotle sauce that was cool two years ago, but for whatever reason, their velocity has declined. And so in a lot of times in presentations, if, and again, with the big guys, we all do this, right? Is we target, hey, look, they, they haven't moved three of these things in four months. So guess what? If you put us in there, we expect our turns are going to be X, blah, 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 blah. Here's the story. But those are, that, yeah. that is how those real presentations go. And, uh, but you've got to have the data to back it up. But if a buyer says, I'm impressed by your data, that's, that's a kudo, big kudo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, spot on. Andrew, let me ask you real quick on just a little bit on the background side of it is um, over the last 20 years, we've had in the industry a lot of influence from players like Dunhumby and 8451 or whatever 
large retailers like Kroger and now like Albertsons, Safeway, where they have a loyalty card program, they're collecting a lot of that that data. Um, did you guys, when you guys were looking at the fact that they obviously they sell some of that data too for their stores, were you looking at that saying, you know, maybe we need to be a little bit more, you know, a little bit broader based in our in, in looking at clients because if not, they're going to go to Kroger and they're going to be in Kroger and they're going to buy Kroger stuff and they won't be able to buy us. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's definitely a consideration, right? Is how do we get the broadest set of uh, insights, right? Um, across the board within the platform. So broadest set of data, what we do from a panel standpoint to give us the broadest set of shopper you know, behavior. Um, and we do have you know, various programs where we work with certain retailers. We have some collaboration programs and things like that um, that go pretty in depth. Obviously, you know, the Kroger piece, um, we have access to Kroger data. We don't show you know, some of the store information, store level. Sure. Um, but that does flow in. So that does flow into our overall numbers when you look across like the total US. I think there is definitely more to be done, um, especially in this space of loyalty. Like when I take a, like a macro picture view, um, I would love to have more access to some of that data and then kind of couple it with, with what we have in our advisor platform. Um, right now, Visor is focused on kind of our main retail measurements of explaining kind of a broad US view and then the panel um, that we have access to within the US, which gives us really rich like shopper and loyalty insights. Um, but I do think there is something in the future state that says like, can we go even further with some of these other different programs? Because you're right, you can go one by one and get some access to certain data. Um, but what you want to have is that all coupled together so that you've got kind of a common you know, syndicated view of the market um, and it's all kind of coded um, and you've got the same information about the products across all banners. Um, right. That's really where you get like the added value. So that as a brand, you don't have to go to one data set, another data set and kind of bounce around. You can just go to one place and say, tell me everything that's happening. Right. You can, you can see that. Yeah. And that's really important. Um, real quick, again, because people may not know, and, and, and the challenge is Andrew and I can sit and talk about um, uh, all kinds of nomenclature from the industry for hours. But explain, if you would, real quick about household panel data, what it is, how it's acquired. Yeah. Um, so... As a Nielsen IQ, we've got a panel of households in the U.S., about 100,000 households that are um, geographically and demographically dispersed and kind of represent the population of the U.S. Um, and with those households, we measure everything that's coming into those households. So they actually scan and measure every single product that they're purchasing, you know, online, offline, et cetera, they're measuring all of that. And they also provide us um, information about you know, themselves as a household, right? Income levels. Um, you know, job status, all that kind of information, demographics, that gives us insight into who is doing the buying. When you think about the retail measurement side, which is just, okay, something, you know, I scanned a, a Coca-Cola or whatever, you know, through the register, we don't, you don't know who actually bought that. On the panel side, you know a lot about who is actually doing the buying. So it gives you really rich insights into actually what your shopper behavior is you know, how loyal are they when they go, you know, and they think about, you know, their cart or their basket size, how much are they buying every time they go shopping? Again, whether that's online or offline, right? We've got panels to cover all of that. Um, you know, especially in this whole omni shopper, omni world, right? You're, doesn't matter if you're buying online, you know, click and collect, you're doing a pickup or in store, right? We've got to have that full visibility, uh, which we do in Nielsen IQ. Um, so that's giving you the insight about, you know, what's going into that cart. And then, 
are they repeating those purchases? Like if I buy one brand, your brand today, you know, two weeks from now, am I going and buying a competitive brand or am I actually pretty loyal? Am I staying with, you know, your brand? And so that information is very insightful to, okay, is your brand sticky or not? Do you have, you know, positioning a product issue? And those are other directions you can take to then solve for, um, you know, obviously without having that, you're kind of a little bit blind. So that's this concept around panel. It's really getting into shopper of who you are, whether you're online, offline, who's buying your products, where are they going? What are the retailers are they engaging with? And what other brands are they engaging with? It's just, yeah. Um, it's, it's an, an, again, an awesome powerhouse of, of information that comes through. And blending that with then actual purchase data is, uh, is, is really key to understanding kind of where, where your brand is and where your brand is growing. Uh, yeah. So folks, uh, Andrew, one more time, where's our, uh, where's our website? Yep, there you go. Um, Bizer.com. So B-Y-Z-Z-E-R.com. Um, you'll see a you know bunch of buttons there that say get free access. Like at, at the very least, complete balance here, you just sign up for free. Like there's there's nothing but pure benefit that you're going to get. Regardless if you have data today or you don't have data, you're at least going to get access to some of the uh, new reporting. You'll get free reports. You'll get access to a proactive alert. Um, and so we would just love, love to work with you, partner with you. We're super passionate about small, medium-sized brands, right? Growing and bringing out some products that just are not, you know, not on the, on the shelf in all these different, you know, regions across the U S. Um, and I think that's the fun part of this is so much of the innovation is, is coming from all of you in the SMB side. And, uh, yeah, we're here to partner with you guys. And, and how did the Nestle's and Nabisco's of the world react to this democratization of data? Yeah. Well, well, look, I think um, secrets <laughs> starting to get out slowly. Um, but look, I think I think it's it's about fair competition. They, they, sure. Aside from this data, uh, they've got still so many more advantages, right? Um, you know, being incumbent. Yeah. Um, you know, especially with the retail relationships, or you know, the high cost of slotting that a lot of brands have to deal with in the early days. Um, so I think, yeah, one, it's, you know, I haven't heard anything, you know, directly of, of negative perception. No, I think it's a positive just kidding. Yeah. long, long story short. I think, um, you know, a lot of companies I work with also, you know, have an end goal, which is either to continue to grow their brand. Maybe it's to get bought out by, by a bigger company sure, or it's, it's, you know, to sell to PE or something like that. And so, the more successful these smaller brands can be, right? Like the big brands could be a good thing as they see what's innovating. Oh, um, Cause I think we're, we're totally firm believers in the, like the pie is growing, right? It's not just you're right. fighting you're out for knives. Now, obviously the retail pie of, of shelf space is limited, but again, total consumption is, is growing. So yeah, I think, I think the more the merrier, but you know, obviously this is a first in the industry of what we're doing. Right, all the old, all the old Nordstroms and Macy's are going to be Dollar Generals, pretty. I mean, there's there's new stores <laughs> opening, there's new channels. There, of course, is the whole e-commerce side of it, which you know is is a yeah. whole other whole other topic we could get down. But I think in working with emerging brands, one of the things I, I try to tell people is that you've never had a better chance for success than you have today. I mean, all the way around, you have you have the ability to go direct to the consumer for very little investment. If you just want to put your stuff on Amazon and see what happens, mm-hmm. you have attention coming from retailers for emerging products because of some of the changing consumer attitudes and the local movement has been very big. Yeah. The better for you movement is mostly being pushed by independent and emerging brands, all those things. And now you, you have the ability to do things like 
access data that again would not have been available to you uh, at that size or at this point in your in your growing career. And if you are if you are building a brand, and, and again, this you talked exit strategy, Andrew, is very true. Is you know you work with people and you say, okay, so you know when I sit down, I try to get what the end game is to begin with, which is what what are we doing besides building, besides increasing sales or whatever else. What is it you want to do with the company? Is it mission driven? Are we going to you know save the rainforest and that's what you're going to continue to do, or do you really want to you do you want to build this up into something that's really large? Uh, do you want to sell it to General Mills? What what do you want to do? Because steps along the way in terms of distribution and pricing and product choices uh, will be affected by that, right? You, you know, I'm not. If you want to do something that's going to be really mission driven and that is fine. But if you're trying to sell it to General Mills, eh, not so much. You can mm -hmm. you can do some other stuff with it. So, but it's great that we can have the availability to to get to this stuff. And uh, yeah. I encourage people to take a look at it. even if you're not in a serious right now mood to you know I I can't afford this or I can't afford that or whatever. Take a look because you're going to be there shortly if you're growing. And uh, this is really you know this is the mother load. This is really you know what you need to grow as we say around here. Yeah, and then worst case scenario, right? it's free. You're, you're going to get some value, um, even just just going to Visor.com. I think you do bring up a good point, Steve, which is around you know a lot of the brands, potential listeners on this call. Um, you mentioned a topic around like kind of wellness, right? Um, and I just want to kind of go there for a second. Sure, which is huge growth that we're we're seeing um, you know in the industry. And I think to your point, like retailers are looking at. Um, you know, their shelf space and they're saying, are they matching up with all of these key trends? Um, we just recently acquired a company called Label Insights that gives us like without a doubt the, the best, most comprehensive information around wellness as it relates to products. Um, and so that gives us insights into, you know, diet trends, ketogenic. It gives us into, insights into packaging, um, you know, different components that people are really focused on, you know, farming, cruelty-free, all these different things that are like lifestyles that people really care about. And I think it's accelerated the last two years, right? As people have been home oh, and more time absolutely. to do research about like what, what products are you putting in your body? What products are you rubbing on your skin? Like all of that I think matters. And so at the very least, right? Some of the insights you can get aside from just, you know, brand information, but also information on all of these wellness characteristics. Um, so like how well are these different diets? How much are they growing? And how are those price points different? Like, that type of information is so rich to your overall like brand story. You can start to chart, you know, a path of like how you want to grow into these different trends. Again, all that wrapped around like your brand and the lifestyle that you're trying to create with your brand. Yeah. And, and from a marketing standpoint, Andrew, that's been a really, um, obviously the last two years has been really interesting. But even before that, a lot of the trends with wellness uh, and better for you did not neatly fit into demographic characteristics yep. for marketers. Um, so you had, you know, you had truck drivers who were on keto and you had, you know, people mm -hmm. well wellness who were just because maybe they'd had a baby and they just decided, okay, now is the time I'm going to start looking at a label and seeing what the hell it is I'm yep. putting in my body. Um, you take that. And I, I think I was talking with a researcher the other day who said they think pretty much about a 10-year acceleration with that awareness from the pandemic is that people yeah. would have gone there eventually anyway. But mm -hmm. because of the pandemic, just like with e-commerce, all of a sudden, boom, we've got, you know, we have a growth that totally unintended and totally, um, and the research was interesting because it was, 
the idea that people actually had time to stop and think, which they hadn't had in years, right? Yeah. They were doing things. They were going, going to work, going here, doing it. And all of a sudden it's like, boop, I can't go anywhere. I have yeah. to, I'm looking at stuff. And what is this stuff in this? I, I, it's true. I, I felt it personally. And we're, obviously I think we're all seeing it in the data too. It's awesome. <laughs> Well, hey, I just I want to thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. You know, Andrew, it's Absolutely. a great conversation, and uh, uh, I did have a chance to to take a look at a demo prior to the show. And um, folks, you need to go b y z z e r and go see it. Sign up for free. Take a look at uh, take a look at what's there, and uh, it'd be a, a lot of fun. So, cool. um, thank you, Andrew, and we'll have thank you back with us again. To talk a little bit more down the road about some of the applications and uh, some of the folks that started working with you and what the outcomes have been. It'd be great. Great. Love it. All right. Thanks, Steve. Thank you so much. And thanks to all the rest of you for joining us today on the Next Level Brands podcast, brought to you as always by the Next Level Brands community. If you have a growing firm in food, beverage, or health and wellness, you should be a part of the Next Level Brands community, courses, resources, workshops, founder coaching, networking, and a whole lot more. Having challenges with distributors, financing, or promotions, the community hub is fully searchable by keyword to take you to the answers that you're seeking. More information available at nextlevelbrands.com. That's next with two X's, nextlevelbrands.com, what you need to know to grow. This is Steve Clear, and we'll see you all next week. Thanks for listening to the Next Level Brands podcast with G. Stephen Clear. Learn more at next with two X's, levelbrands.com. While you're there, be sure to sign up for the Next Level Brands email list or subscribe on iTunes so you never miss an episode.